we're good. We're recording. We are recording. Mi- mics are hot. Mics are hot. Welcome to the Founders Table podcast. We just decided about an hour ago to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to do it every fucking week. Every Monday. Me, every Monday, me and Mr. Nick Long here. We're going to be talking about uh, what it is to be a founder. Yeah, founder exactly. of a company. Been entrepreneur for 25 years. So has Nick. And uh, we actually been side by side on this on, along our own journeys. But somehow keep fucking crossing paths and here i am in california with my man right here and uh we've been training in the morning and i bashed my fucking head this morning <laughs> i literally bashed my head on it the looks, fucking it looks like you have like a like a big old white head on your head <laughs> <laughs> dude i fucking we got added i was in the shower i came out opened my fucking locker at lifetime and my ear pods fell out of my locker and like exploded on the floor out of its case. I was like, fuck. I bent over to pick those shit. I went up and I crushed my fucking head on the corner of the locker. I was like, oh, that was a bad one. But I put my hand, I was like, oh, fuck. And my hand was just full of blood. I grabbed the towel, it's all bloody. I was like, fuck, man, am I gonna ruin the day? Like, I gotta go to work. I still think think you need to get stitches. So I went home, my wife was like, like, it stopped kind of bleeding. I think you're okay, let me, me do this fucking thing whitehead thing on your head and she said let's see tonight if it's like still deep then we have to like maybe get a stitch or put some glue in it uh, but it fucking hurts i think i have a little uh that's the dangers of being an entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happens when you're a founder i'm thinking uh i think i have like a little bit of concussion you know Nah, you probably just got like a little bit of a- give me a concussion test <laughs> I passed. <laughs> Put me back in, coach. Your eyes went cross. <laughs> Put me back in. Uh, so yeah, Anthony was saying like we literally were just talking about doing this, and we're like, what should we call it? So I, I have a I have a group. We have a group. It's called the the Founders Table. It's an inner circle group of you know seven figure earners that are building eight figure enterprises and on their way to a nine figure exit. And so you know, being a founder is is challenging. Being a founder is is difficult. And most founders find themselves alone and so we're just like let's just get on here let's just talk shop like two seasoned entrepreneurs over 50 years of experience running businesses selling businesses torpedoing businesses into the ground yeah we've got a few of those yeah and just just have an open book conversation in around what it means to be a founder and like the challenges that founders face on a day-to-day basis i tell you like you just said a torpedo i wouldn't have had it any other way no i'm when I was talking, I told you that Shane Scott called me when I was on my way to Temecula, yeah. and uh, we 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 talked about this because we talked about the event I went. To. I went to this transformation event with my wife. We're that was doing events. Yeah, we're always doing events, anything to grow and level up. And I went to this transformation event, and and Brian Brian Perry's back here. Say hi, Brian. What's up, over man? here? He actually. Who, who, who's out there? Everybody. The, <laughs> the, the world. The, mil- the, world, the, world, the world. The millions the world, of viewers world. watching around the world. <laughs> And, uh, and Brian went to this transmission event, told me to go with my wife, and, and it was awesome. And it was like a very, um, the first day was real fucking tough, real negative. And then the next two days were the opposite way, real positive. And then we were talking about that, and he's like, just like when you lost your business, when you mm-hmm. told us back in 2008, he's like, if you don't have the contrast, no. then how do you know how, how do you know both sides of it? Right. When, 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 when people get handed down... And never worked and got handed down millions of dollars and never had never had the contrast of what it is not to have it. You, you don't know the difference. You don't even know what reality is. Yeah, I mean, there, there's you know, there, there's there's no light without dark. Yeah, there's, there's no winning there's, without losing. There's no joy without pain. Right. You know, there's no crying without laughing. And sometimes you 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 cry when you laugh. And so it's that polarity in in the perspective that actually gives you the power. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I'm the same way. You know, I, I look back and, you know, you, you know my journey. Some, some of the businesses that I exited from uh, are still going today. They're still going. And some of them are like wildly profitable. I'm like, damn it. Like, damn it. And, you, and th- there's this part of you that wants to go, I should have, would have, could have. But I didn't because it's exactly what I needed to do, right, was to get out of those businesses. And had I not exited those businesses, I'm not entering into this conversation with you here today, right? And so when you can look back and you can have that perspective, it's extremely powerful, you know? There are no accidents. There is zero. You don't know what you don't know. The only way out is through. What the fuck were they? There's two more on the board. Tickle my ass with a feather. Tickle my ass with a feather. That's four. That's number four. What was number five? Ever since I left that event. So say the three things again. There are no accidents. There are no accidents. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. The only way out is through. The only way out is through. I like that. I like those. I like that. Yeah, and I actually, I say like, that there definitely is no accidents. Like, I believe in God. I believe you believe in God. Uh, but like, I had, I, I've had all sorts of mentors. You know, we, we, see, we see my main mentor um, at the gym every single day. You know, light, light attracts light, success leaves clues type of thing. But I had this one mentor, and he, I called him like my spiritual mentor. He's a Christian guy. I grew up Christian, kind of lost my way, lost my faith. This is not, not Garrett. No, this is not Garrett. No, okay. this is another guy. So like, I've had, I've had multiple mentors, sure. and sometimes multiple mentors at the, at, the, at, the, at the same time. And so you know, I had this guy, who was just, he, I called him my spiritual mentor. And uh, I knew him from a very young age, and I, you know, was on fire, Christian kid. And then I went to college and just lit my hair on fire and just was like going crazy, right? As we all do. Um, and you know, I had many good times during some of that. And but like, I, I would tell him like, oh man, it's just a coincidence. It was just a coincidence, a coincidence, coincidence, coincidence. I kept using this word. Going back to your point of there are no accidents, he said, Nick, can I pause you for a second? He said, there's no coincidence. He said, coincidence is God's way of being discreet. Coincidence is God's way of being discreet and making you feel that, like, you know, like y- you are actually kind of in control, control of the game. And you are in a, to a certain level, you know, like because you could, you could go with the devil or you can go to, to this level, right? And so, like, there are no coincidences. And then on top of that, what you, what you, know, what you don't know, there's a whole other chasm below that, which is what you don't know you don't know, right? So there's what you know, there's what you know you don't know. But then the massive part of this, and this is why a podcast like this, conversations like this are so important, is there's this whole chasm of what you don't know you don't know. I mean, think about what you know today that you didn't even know you didn't know back when you were starting your entrepreneurial journey. A lot. Yeah. How much is that? A lot. A lot. Yeah. And like if you- A plethora. So like, like you know what's pretty, <laughs> what's pretty cool is looking back is like the men we are today, like we are the, the mentors that we needed in our own life back in our early 20s like think about that like and that's what like something like this is is powerful because there can be people out there listening watching you know uh just sitting there going what the fuck am i ever gonna get through and then you hear something like well the only way through is to keep going you know when i was uh when i was at that event um you know like they're trying to really dig deep about like you know like anything i have to let go of and i was like i really don't know besides some shit i had you know things that happened with with my relationships back then and then what what did come out which i didn't realize was that i do always have this fear of the business failing again Mm -hmm. because of what i went through Mm -hmm. in 08 you know what i mean and 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 like and then and, and i do 
unconsciously operate in paranoia. Right. Sometimes. Like, everything's fucking great. We're killing it. And sometimes in the morning, I wake up, like, like nervous about the day. I'm like, what the fuck am I even nervous about? Everything's fucking great. We have a beautiful office, great employees. I mean, our culture's on fire. And then this all came out during the event. And uh, and it was a big shift for me. And I was he's just like, dude, like, even if shit got fucked up and something happened, you're going to get it back anyway. That's just who you are. And the more that you talk about what you don't want, the more you get it. The more you're going to get it. Right. He's like, so don't ever talk about, I don't want to go broke again because you're going to go fucking broke. Mm. Don't talk about you, you're afraid of your failing business. It's going to fucking fail. Mm. That's just the way it works. He's like, mm. don't even talk about that shit because you're going to attract exactly what you don't fucking want. Right. You know, I was like, fuck, man. I, I didn't realize I even like thought that way. Just when you think you're like operating at a super high level, which I believe I am, um, then all of a sudden something comes out without unconsciously behaving that way. No, we're all, we're all, work, we're all works in progress. And then probably making decisions... Based upon that, a, a little bit based on that, with that fear, you yeah. know what I mean, and yeah. probably decision that can maybe catapult the business faster, but because like a little bit of afraid or fear, you know what I mean, not making that decision or taking that risk, which probably isn't that, even that risky. So if you if you look at it, um, and 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 who you're speaking of, you know, I know a gentleman by the name of Shane Scott. He's he's brilliant venture capitalist, done very very well for himself, and and so he was when he was he asked me one time, he's like, "What's your biggest fear?" And I was like, failing. He's like, but you've already failed. Right. Yeah. So, you, so, so you've already experienced your worst failure. You've already experienced the thing that you're dreading the most. You've already experienced it. So what really is it that you're afraid of? Because I'm looking at you now. You're here. You're thriving. You're well. Your family's good. So it couldn't have been that bad. And I was like, shit, you're right. It's way bigger in my mind around failing and, and what the perceived sort of outside world is going to think. But like... I mean, dude, I've had massive failure. Yeah, man, it, it, it's amazing what a fucking mental game everything is. Being a founder is, yeah. So well, let, let's go back a little bit. Like, what was the first company that, that you founded? Like, actually founded? Because you, you, you've been sort of a, an entrepreneur for a long time, but what was the first company that you said, like, I've, I founded this, whether it was with a partner or by yourself? Um, I mean, probably the mortgage business, you know. It kind of just uh, happened where... You know, because because that during those times, how fucking great the mortgages, what is 2001 to 2008, then 2008, sorry, I got into business 2001, 2004, um, things just kind of worked out where I was running the floor, I had like 60 brokers under me, and I just kind of worked out a deal with the guy, I did him a favor, uh, long story, which I probably should tell the story actually, maybe next time we do the podcast, a great fucking story, how I, I first got started in the business, and, and all these fucked up things that happened, total total East Coast, New Jersey story. Oh, I would love to hear that. Uh, yeah, I'll tell it next time, and then, uh, and then I, I just like, when I started in my business it was like set up like i had like 12 guys ready to come with me i found a space and we just went and just immediately produced so like compared to normally when you start a business and you got that one two-year grind where you don't make any money and all that sweat equity you know what i mean like that yeah. i didn't have that i just went like steamrolling right into making money month one which probably was a big reason why I kicked my feet up mm. and thought that money. Yeah, this is easy. Yeah, dude. I acted hey, like. Fangulo, eh? Yeah, I thought money was like a fucking faucet, and I opened it up, <laughs> and it wasn't gonna stop coming. And I kept my feet up, and then you know during those four years, 
we were murdering it and in 2008 happened now while I was murdering it I was spending every fucking dollar going out New York City limos steakhouses clubs paying for all my friends why, and, why wouldn't you if you had the magic faucet it was right? fucking it was, I'm gonna right. go turn it on more but what I did do was kick my feet up spend the money and then I didn't learn shit meanwhile the internet was booming Google AdWords just started lead generation meanwhile I'm I'm buying the leads from some guy for 50 bucks a lead he's probably making $48 a lead on me I could have learned how to I could have I didn't do nothing wow. so then when 2008 happened and I lost everything I, I lost everything and had no skill set but being able to talk on the phone with nothing to fucking sell now because the rates you know everything that just happened with the mortgage business foreclosures and that was like my biggest you know taste of humble pie that was three foreclosures I had that condo in Atlantic City foreclosure house in Jersey foreclosure Jersey City foreclosure 150,000 in credit card debt bankruptcy chapter 7 bankruptcy I mean everything but you there. never went back you never like said I'm gonna go back and be 9 to 5 or I'm gonna go back and work for somebody no else. and that's what that's what the pressure was around my everybody or my, you know because like like people love to fucking hate dude you know what i mean and it was almost like like yeah hey, you know <laughs> the mortgage business was pretty easy the yeah. rates were like that's not gonna happen again yeah that you was know? a once in a lifetime thing. yeah you know you you should have you should have saved for a rainy day i told you like all good things you know doing end. all that bullshit like talk that yeah that, 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 the you really world. should nah, you really should start looking for work you know looking for a job yeah get out of town. you know what i mean that that and the, like in but that you was said, like, you should really shut your mouth that was my family that was my mother my father that was my mother, and I love her to be my mother telling my wife, maybe you should like leave him for a couple months and he'll wake up to reality and go get a job. Like it was like that. Like every uncles, everybody just doubting. See, I don't, I don't, I don't get that, man. Like I, I like, I mean, you and I don't. I mean, I, I get it in a way. They're, they're they want the best for us. Yeah. They, they don't know that that the, what the best that they want from us is actually the worst thing they can do for us. The the worst thing you can do for an entrepreneur that has it in their soul is put them in a job. Yeah. put them in something that's out of alignment with what they feel called to. Yeah. Right? You would have been like, fuck, we feel in prison sometimes in our businesses, but you would be like held captive Bro. if you were working for somebody else. <laughs> it was like, it, it, it was like, it, it got to the point where, and I know it was all out of love. Yeah. And I know it was out of care. And I had a wife and I had kids and I was dead broke, barely keeping the lights on. Thank God the banks were moving so slow on foreclosures. Like back then, they would take like six years to foreclose on a house because there were so many of them. So you were just living it up? And I was living in a fucking house without paying nothing for like five, six years. Yay. Thank God I had that. <laughs> that was my leg up where I had time to learn the skill sets and I learned about the internet during those two, three years. You know, but I remember uh, there was one specific moment that was like a, a total chip on my shoulder and I've told the story many times, but my mother had called me up. This is during the worst part of it. You know, I'm like, I, and I was like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure shit out. And I was at home grinding and figuring shit out. People coming in my basement. I had Kevin over and all these people and I, I moved all my desks from the mortgage business into my, I had a huge basement with a movie theater, pool table bar and a huge room that was like five times the size of this room. So I moved all my mortgage business desks into there. So I had people coming over and we were just talking about how to figure shit out. Anyway, my mother well, calls you, me. Did you have any income coming in? No. Zero. It was scraping along. Yeah, just so, somehow just figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it down to like, I needed like two grand a month to, to live, to survive. <laughs> and that, and that's it, to keep the lights on, you know? And I just figured it out from there. Um, but then my mother called me up 
and she was like, uh, hey, you want to come by the house tomorrow night for dinner? Uncle Charlie wants to see you, and Uncle George wants to see you. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, you know, yeah, I love those with my uncle, whatever. And I go over there, and my aunts are there, too, and big dinner set up, and we eat dinner, like a, like, like a Wednesday, you know, and I'm in the other room, and then, like, my Uncle Charles like, hey, come here, I want to talk to you, you know? And then the other Uncle George, like, sits over here, I want to talk to you, you know, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good, good, good. And, like, I kind of, like, see my mother, like, <laughs> like, eavesdropping through the fucking walls, you know what I mean? I'm like, Fuck, you know? And he's like, yeah, everything all right? You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm working this, I'm working on that. I got this network marketing thing. I was doing some MLM bullshit. I, I figured this shit all out, whatever. And he's like, yeah, look. He's like, you know, Jimmy's a good friend of mine who owns the Venetian, which is a catering hall. He's like, and, uh, you know, they're, they're looking for servers, you know? If, if, you need a, if you need a job over there as a server, I can get you a job, no problem. And, and no disrespect to, the, you know, servers, that you can make a lot of money doing it. I'm just saying from what I just did, you know, and I just looked at him. And I looked at Uncle George, and my mom was like over there. I'm just like, is this a fucking setup? Oh my god, this is like, this is this. this is I, I get it. I was like, I get it. Look, I love all of you. I do. I know this is a lot of love. I get it. I'm like, but I just that everybody in my life just doubts, and you guys think that that was just like a lucky run I had. I'm not built to own a business. I was like, it's all good. I love you all. I'll prove everybody but in this room and in this whole fucking world wrong. I promise you. I'll figure this all out. I love you all. Thank you. And but I just that chip on left. your shoulder was probably healthy. It's still on my shoulder. Yeah. What, what are you saying now? Nothing. As you're sitting here talking about, you know, taking your parents on vacation and helping yeah. them out financially, you know. Oh, I always knew you would make it. I <laughs> yeah, it, right? yeah. Now, now it's the opposite. Yeah, no, no one's, <laughs> no one's ever wrong, man. I get, I get. I so, never doubted you, dude. I get, I get so much shit. Hey, what email address do you have today? You know, I mean, because they're like, uh, they're, they're like, open up the trench coat. What are you, what are you selling? You know, what are you selling today, Nick? And, and yeah, yeah. And they, they just don't understand because you know people want you to do well. They just don't want you to do better than them. Yeah. And that, that's the problem is that, that like with with entrepreneurs, dude. We celebrate that shit i just got a massive phone call from a friend who has been struggling he just got like a massive seven figure win and i'm like uh, you would have thought i won the super bowl i'm celebrating yeah, yeah. because i want that i want to attract that in my life i don't want to put any any sort of bad juju on him which would bounce off of him and back to me you know but but in the secular world people just don't get it you know, they don't get it. And unless you're a founder, unless you're an entrepreneur, unless you're someone that's driven in this world, it's very hard for people to understand like what drives us. Like I don't I don't sleep at night, not because I'm stressed. I sleep I don't sleep at night because my mind is just constantly thirsting for like yeah. how am I gonna get this done? I'm gonna pull the impossible off, you know? And the funny part is is that my parents owned the business construction company, right? And they wanted me to go to school and get a job and get a good paying job. I get it. You know what I mean? And then that didn't happen to me, right? And now I'm doing this. And now I'm looking at my kids and I feel the same way where I don't want my kids to run a business. Mm. I want them to get a job. Mm. And the reason why I feel this way and I love being a business owner, I love creating my own reality, but this thing becomes you. No, it does. And, you know, like, I can't, like, like, I can't check out at four o'clock and go home and not think about it till the morning. Yeah. It does consume you. You have to be obsessed with it. It's weekends. It's Saturdays. It's Sunday. After hours. It's phone calls. It's late nights. It's just like, it does consume you. And I'm like, man, you know, like, if I can make my dreams and help my kids get set up and help my kid 
go get a job making three, four, five hundred grand a year and be able to check out and go home and spend time with his family on the weekends and check out. I almost want that more for them yeah. than this. And I guess you choose what you want. I, th- I think you just you know? want you want what they want, right? Like yeah. if they if they want a job, celebrate them and, and encourage them to get a job. If they want to be an entrepreneur, like it's our duty to collapse time for them and, and sure. open up that chasm of, of what they don't know they don't know and be able to empower them, you know. In, in ways that we didn't have empowerment. You know? What a fucking grind it is, though. Dude, it took us a, it took us a minute, man. It took us a minute. I mean, we're st- and we're still learning. Yeah, we're still learning. It don't you stop. Know? No, it, it doesn't stop. And but I, but I but I I th- I think going back to the original thing is like everything happened for a reason, right? There are no accidents. You know? And it, and it happened. I, I like I call it the seasoning. Like you go through a season of seasoning. Like you need to be tried and 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 tested, or else you're not going to appreciate what you have when you have it. And you're going to think you got that that faucet that you talked about, and it's going to be endless. And that's not necessarily the case. It's exactly what happened to me, bro. I thought it was so easy. I'm like, wow, owning a business is fucking easy. I'm like, this this is great. 24 years old, making fucking... 40, 50 grand a month. Why does everybody do this? Yeah, this is easy. I'll never get a job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it's crazy when you talk about 40, 50 grand a month. You know, maybe there's some people that are listening to this that aren't entrepreneurs. Like, you know, I, I, always, I, I always make the analogy to some of my friends. They're like, what's it like, you know, being an entrepreneur? What's, what's it like, you know, being in a room full of guys that are doing well? I said, well, here's the thing. Like, you guys, all you company men, and, and uh, like, they're great and they make good livings. You guys all talk about annual income. Like, we talk about monthly income. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and more often than not, like our monthly income is more than, than most annuals income. Mostly, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's kind of becomes the, the, the measuring stick is like we, we – I never we, thought about that. We like, always talk in monthly. Yeah, how much you make this month, you know? It's like, always month. They never talk about the they, year. They know because like a year a year is a, is a salaried mentality. Uh, yeah. Like we, we know that we're iterating huh. every single month, and every month we're trying to level up. It's like, oh, dude, I made 100 grand this month. People are like – People like I, I've told regular people like I, I made a hundred thousand dollars in and they're like in a year I was like no in a month I made a hundred thousand dollars in a week I made a hundred thousand dollars in a day and they they just don't think it's possible and because they don't think it's possible it's actually not possible for them. There's even times where like if I'm uh, you know I, I I feel weird talking in front of people who aren't business owners who maybe like you know like some will be out with a couple maybe like whatever my wife's friends or whatever who don't you know what i mean and, and like she'll like nudge me because i'm talking like oh i, I want to sell the company for xxxx and she'll like give me a little thing under the table i'm like and i'm like what like well they, they don't understand that stuff that's like you're talking like way i'm like you want me to not be me then unless then, then, then we're not hanging out with these people right this and is what i like to talk about this is how i like i'm not gonna tone it down no and you, you, you know you shouldn't have to you should be yeah. yourself and like inside of that moment they're, they're having their own experience like you know and, so and i'm not saying it in an egotistic way yeah. either i'm just like talking like how dude, i talk to anybody we gotta we gotta declare it going back to your original point of like don't don't say what you don't want like say what you want right. say it often say it loud say it proud you know i always say like the the core four of a ceo is to create that vision the second part is to communicate that vision to yourself over sure. and over and over and over again on those days where you don't want to do it right and then communicate it to everybody your team your employees clients and you're going to draw people in to you you know that that are, are are compelled to that vision then you create a culture which you've done a tremendous job doing here inside of your company that feel called to that vision and then you have clear accountability starting with yourself aka self-discipline all the way through the organization and if you do that and you rinse and repeat that and you keep expanding that vision Dude, this is how companies get to 100 million, 200 yep. million, a billion dollars, right? 
but they have to first like speak it in their mind and then speak it out loud. So I tell every person, any person that'll listen, what we're doing, what we're building, the people that we're working with, what's happening inside of our ecosystem, because like I know the more I speak it, the more I actually step into it, the more I step into it, the more I believe it, the more I believe it, the actual actions align with the results that I want. Amen. There we go. I think that's a pretty good uh, start to the Founders Table yeah, we podcast. Didn't, we, we didn't talk about anything on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be for next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all your notes, Perry. All those watching live, you got to get to see a little behind the scenes. We're going to come to you every Monday at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific 9 time. And we're going to have lots of content, lots of highlights, lots of reels, talking about Founders Topic here at the Founders Table. So pull up a seat. Enjoying the Founders Table. Let's fucking go.